the Ninja Rob Podcast with Marco Perazzo and Tim Carpenter. The podcast for the true martial artist. Chuck Wepner, Jerry Cooney, Peter McNeely. All great white hypes. Here today. Vladimir Klitschko. What? No, no. Uh, Vitaly Klitschko. Kind of not. Rocky no. Marciano. Right. But <laughs> I've never seen you happier. That we're back. Oh, yeah, yeah. That we are back on top of the heavyweight division. We did it. <laughs> oh, man. How does it feel? What's that? <laughs> are you referring to uh, Tyson Fury? Tyson Fury's, at, as he said he would do, his smacking around of Deontay Wilder. Yeah, I, actually, I watched it again this morning. I, I watched it uh, the great. day after the fight. It, the fight came on at midnight, man. When do they expect people to watch these things? Yeah. Listen, bad, bad time. Black, this is Black History Month, man. <laughs> I, heard somebody else, <laughs> I heard somebody else say the same thing. Why do we have to bring race into everything? No, no. We're just about pointing, we just, out, pointing about out differences. Differences? Yeah. What are the differences? I will say this, that Tyson Fury's entry was amazing. Coming in on... On the backs of some women, on top of a throne. Uh, you didn't like it. I don't like the simulated uh, carry. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like <laughs> like it's not even touching their shoulders. It's just uh, rolling in their whole. <laughs> it was terrible. Well, they're. I mean, they're chicks. They're not gonna be able to hold up. Tyson I know. Just Fury. get some strong dudes. <laughs> Did you? I, I forget who's uh, Deontay's trainer. Some famous guy. <laughs> no, I don't think that. I think that's the problem. Oh, is okay. that his trainer is just some guy. Yeah. Oh. So uh, he said he thought. One of the headlines I raised, he thought that Deontay's walkout outfit might have affected the outcome of the fight. Just tired him out. Yeah. He was, wear he was wearing too some heavy. I'm, I'm that stupid. But, yeah, yeah. But I thought when he took the mask off, dog, he was sweating. Oh, really? <laughs> he, was yeah, he warmed was, up. He was warmed up. I was like, dog, why would you do that? I think, um, I don't know if they've said anything. Did he have a ruptured eardrum? It's what you keep hearing. Because if you watch, like, did you ever see the... Uh, Gotti and Ward fight. I think it was the second one. I haven't seen first one was very competitive. Okay. Second one was like pretty one sided for Gotti because early in the fight he ruptured Ward's eardrum and that like throws off your balance completely. Yes. And you could see in that with the Wilder fight, he never really had his legs under him after the, like the second round. It was like or after I, the first round, Fury was just beating the shit out of him. Listen, and that you want to hear down. the worst thing? And ever? His legs were just like not. Somebody wrote this on Facebook. This is the idiot. This is idiotic. They said, so it turns out that he had a ruptured eardrum. I guess cheaters do prosper. What? Yeah. Because he they punched tried, him in the ear. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, come on. That's, oh, yeah. my God. And it might have been that one, that, the knockdown that's been going around where he hits him kind of like right behind the right behind the ear that dropped him the first time. And Fury, not Fury, but Deontay's like, that was a slip. Yeah. And both of it, he looked like he hit a banana peel on that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the way he looked at the referee, like, what do you mean this was this was a knockdown? Yeah. It was like, yeah, your ass got knocked down. You <laughs> right. got hit with two punches. Uh, yeah, it was it was a crazy fight. I thought it was a terrible fight. Why? Man, a lot of it was it was ugly. I I get it. It was part of strategy and how these two guys fought, and you have an injured fighter who's doesn't have his legs about him, but uh I I was just hoping to see more. There were a couple, you know, bursts of uh, fury, and he hits a beautiful uppercut off of a spin, and you know, like it was just—he's an amazing boxer. 
Like yeah. Awesome for a, for such a big guy the way he, he moves. Period though. Yeah. I've never watched a fight where a fighter's sitting on the stool and he's taller than his trainer. Tyson <laughs> 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 Fury. No, you ever see you ever see that Russian guy Valuev? I've never seen he him was fight. Like yeah, yeah, seven feet tall. Yeah. No. Like three hundred some pounds. But um. Yeah, it was it was crazy to see. I mean, but I just also, thought he had the neutralizer. Like, I really thought he's going to get outboxed the whole fight, and then he's just going to hit him with one punch. And he really neutralized that. It was not happening. If you see what he did, he um he made him wrestle every round. And that when you make a guy that punches hard wrestle, his arms are dead. He can't punch anymore. So George St. Pierre's tactic against BJ Penn. Yeah. He said it's a good gonna, tactic against anybody that yeah. can punch hard. The same thing you do with, like, um, Cormier did to Rumble Johnson. Just make him wrestle for three minutes and then he's dead you know um but that took away all wilder's punching power now i caught the fight the next day on youtube and it must have been some janky stream because it was three people that were or it was two people that were announcing it was a woman announcing and somebody else and it was fucking god awful the announcing like it it made the experience of watching that fight terrible i don't i think it was andre ward was on the on the real i listened to lennox lewis was was one of the, the one I watched? Was okay. Lennox Lewis was a commentator. I don't know who else it was. I don't know if it was a woman. Mine, I think, was Timothy Bradley. It should have been Timothy Bradley. Yeah, I don't know. There was because it was a co, a co promoted event or co pay per view. ESPN, Fox had it. I got you. You know, so who knows who what what they what they had, had thrown up on YouTube? But it I would have been better with no sound because I'm like Jesus. This felt like the first UFC where they didn't know what they were talking about. A lot of times. I'm I'm really into watching the fights without commentary on now because I watched the um, the Felder Dan Hooker fight at a bar on a phone. I didn't without, see that fight at all, and felt there was arguments to who won that fight. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't see it. Felder's face would show me that Felder lost that fight. Yeah, I, I like watching it with the sound off. Where I didn't hear anything that the commentators were saying. It looked to me like Hooker, even he slowed down in the last two rounds. He got like he significantly slowed down, and Felder started like landing some good shots. But to me, it looked like he controlled the whole fight. I well, thought congratulations he, for yeah. you getting to watch it because my girl made me watch some stupid ass movie <laughs> called The Kissing Booth. It was terrible. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I missed it. What do you mean she made you? She made me, bro. Literally, she, forced like <laughs> a Clockwork Orange. Like she's like, her eyelids open. Yeah, she's just like, no, you're watching this. Shout right out now. to Stanley Kubrick. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, and That's then I shame. saw that, like, as soon as it was done, I saw that the fight was over, and I was very sad. But continue. Yeah, so I, I didn't get a chance, because UFC was in New Zealand, right? Auckland? Yeah, mm -hmm. so it was a little early. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the, so going back, I this is the first time I've watched a, a fight where I already had known the outcome, and I was still interested in watching it so that we can talk about it a little bit. The Wilder Fury fight. Wilder Fury. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was crazy interesting. I thought Wilder would do what he does and knock out Fury again. Or not knock him down yeah. and, and win by knockout. L lose most of the rounds, which is he seems to do in most fights. Mm -hmm. Everybody's talking about he needs to change it. He needs to change it up. Well, hold up. Well, not not in most fights. That's not. That's not no, true. no. He doesn't. No, he's way. been he's been losing a couple fights. Okay, so like, in 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 the competitive fights when he right? fought that guy, uh, the, the only big it only guy. happened in two two guys. Uh, you, it, it happened with uh with King Kong and yeah. it happened with. Him. I think That's both it. times he fought King Kong. I mean, because right? he beat Stavern. He, he even beat Stavern's ass. Yeah. And Stavern and Stavern was the first guy to go to distance with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, he does need to change his trainer. Like, 
he just needs to learn how to like throw a jab. I, I get like, it, but that's you know like <laughs> just any he just needs to learn how to box a little bit. He just defended the title nine times. Right, right. No, he's the most dangerous heavyweight ever. He's just <laughs> you, also you, you the know worst. What I'm like that's like, crazy. The worst. How insane ever. is that? How so at 35 and Andre Ward, who I have a lot of respect for, when you just even listen to him talk about boxing, he's really really like just unbelievably knowledgeable about boxing, and he's like, yeah, he's gonna have to change some things, but can he at 35? Yeah. Can he make those changes? If he had a no, good no, trainer, he could learn how just he, can he, need, he it's got nothing no. to do with the trainer. Can Wilder no. make yes. the changes? No. I think if if he had someone that was like, All right, for the next year, we're gonna take a year off from fighting. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna throw jabs. How many jabs. paydays does he miss at? <laughs> we're just gonna throw jabs. We're just jabs. gonna throw jabs yeah. for a year. If he, Boxing if he just learned how to throw a jab, he would be a completely different fighter. Uh, I say he lose if he loses one more time. Then he may may be open to learning. I think it's impossible to have a right hand that you feel like when I touch somebody and I feel it a certain way on my hand, yeah. I know they're asleep. He's been relying on that yeah. since he started boxing. So imagine a dude gets in the ring and just starts knocking people out on day one. And right. Yeah. What do I need? To, what do I need to work on? He's <laughs> he's probably thinking I got to make my right hand harder. Yeah. <laughs> like he's. Yeah. Oh, this is easy, right? Yeah. And I was under the impression that Tyson Fury had made a mistake switching camps, leaving his trainer who had gotten him there undefeated, going to Kronk, right, training. And, man, talk about... That's it, where Fury or Wilder needs to go. Probably because they're... Because no, they're no, the best at teaching heavyweights. guys with long arms how to jab and Klitschko, throw right Klitschko, Lennox Lewis. Thomas well, Hearns. Tommy Listen, Hearns. I'm going to tell you this right now as a black man. Go ahead. Tyson Fury is a white god. <laughs> <laughs> listen, any man that licks, yeah, yo, listen, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, he beat this man in a devastating fashion. It was ownership of yeah. a person, of a we monster. Don't, we don't like to talk about uh, <laughs> we don't. white people owning black people. <laughs> listen, bro. Listen, <laughs> listen bro. Matt, Tim says in public. It usually ends up <laughs> and that statement. Like <laughs> can't say oh, he, he whooped him he whipped him yeah he just he won fair and square let's say that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah nah. so that was that was crazy it was it was fun to watch it wasn't i wanted to see where the fight would go even having known that it was stopped in the seventh round what do you think of the stoppage? Do you think it was the right thing? Abs- uh, the stoppage should have came actually a little bit earlier. Could have come in oh, the sixth. Because the, the issue, the, what I watched and I thought I was going to see with certain like, you know, you've seen Kobe Bryant die. I don't know if you guys are, are, are know who Pop Smoke is. It's just like, you know, celebrity deaths. I thought that he was going to die, to be honest. <laughs> and the only reason is because this man has been in interviews saying that he wants to kill someone in the ring. He Who, Wilder or Wilder? Oh. And I was like, this right. is going to be some very crazy karma if this man dies after this yeah. fight, the way that he was getting hit, because he said he won't be satisfied until he gets a body. He really said that? He said it multiple interviews. Oh, shit. Yeah, but you know, Mike Tyson famously went, it doesn't count if he doesn't die. Yeah, but Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, the new Mike Tyson, might feel different oh, about yeah, that. Oh, Old Mike Tyson yeah. really wanted to. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. And this this guy, you know, he says, like, I don't care. Like, I want to kill someone. And when you put that kind of energy yeah. out, he's very, very lucky that his trainer uh, sent that in because he's tough. He was trying they to. They threw the talent, right? Yeah, yeah they yeah, threw the yeah. talent. And so, Tyson Fury, pardon me, 
uh, Deontay Wilder is capable of killing a man with a strike. Right? Absolutely. Like, like that's the, that's the Absolutely. crazy part. And he was capable of dying, too, if they didn't throw that damn towel in. Yeah. So, yeah, the trainer, I think, did did the right thing. He's, you know, he could see De- Deontay wanted to go out on his shield, which you appreciate, but you don't want him to go out in a hearse. Much like he would want maybe one of his opponents to go out. But he's, I mean, he's just talking shit. I, I doubt that he wants to murder somebody. I don't know about that. You, you have know, to yeah. wait until after the fight if he's like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, yeah right? Oh, he <laughs> yeah. died? Yeah, I don't know about that, man. Yeah, you know this. Because any boxer that's had somebody die in the ring during, you know, like, so the famous one that comes to mind is Dooku Kim. When he died fighting the Italian kid that does jiu-jitsu. Mancini. Yeah, Ray Boom Boom Mancini. That effect, like, that literally killed Ray Mancini's career. After Dooku Kim died, most boxers with any shred of decency are like that's not something that they they want. It might be something that they say to to sell a fight and to and he sells it well because he says I'm not guilty because you're tuned in to watch it and you guys would love to watch it anyway. So he said, yeah. "Who's really bad? Me or the people that watches?" He said, "You watch me risk my life every time I go in there. We know we could die, and you like it. So so what? We yeah. all evil." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, just like, right? you know, so the dude is like... I don't tune in to watch death. I tune in to, for two willing human combatants that are, that, are, that are wanting to hurt each other badly. Yeah. Hopefully not injure each other right. or it's especially like, yeah, not kill each other. You've got a different idea of what most of the audience is looking for, right. buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what you're watching. So speaking of, of trainers, so we all agree that something needs to change in Deontay Wilder. His trainer, his tactics, not how much, he approached. Not much. But something. Just, just a jab. Just a jab. That's, that's it. it. That's one that's thing. That's all he needs. No. No. All he needs to learn how to do is throw a jab. That's it. Or he needs more, you think? Absolutely. And a hook. So what, <laughs> Although it, wasn't a, it was a left hook that knocked out or knocked they, down Fury in the first place. He's gotten to the pinnacle of boxing. Yes. Right? The baddest man on the planet. Greatest knockout percentage ever? Right. Up at, I guess. Most, I don't know if it's changed. but Most dangerous heavyweight ever. And he still has a lot. I don't think he's going to change much. I know I Mike really Tyson don't. loved that victory last night. Yeah. I mean, this dude's I, his namesake. I like didn't you, even. It, that's true that Tyson Fury is named after Mike Tyson. Absolutely. That's yeah. great. Absolutely. Yeah. And he pays homage. And you see, Mike Tyson's with us now. We got him. Pull- <laughs> <laughs> Which is his favorite fighter of all time. Right? That's you know. his favorite fighter. But yes, he is named after that man. So what a name, too. Tyson Fury? Yeah, that's crazy. That's so, right out but, of a comic But if you, if you had to build the heavyweight champion, do you build, in your video game, right? Yeah. You know, Fight Night, do you build Tyson Fury or do you build Deontay Wilder? You asking me? I'm, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, building, I'm, I'm still building Deontay Wilder. <laughs> exactly. 100%. Yeah, yeah, he he yeah. looks like. Because like, you didn't give me the choice to build Evander Holyfield. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, Tyson Fury, as amazing as he is, it's. Like, oh, man, that's me up there. Like, if I took my shirt off, me and Tyson Fury are built the same. Yo, it's, <laughs> but it's it just makes it that much more. I think that's what makes him, like, a charming character, too, yeah. is he literally looks like somebody's dad sitting on the couch. He's, like, lighthearted with everything. Yep. You know, he goes up there on the and, religious spill. He's just like and, everything. You know, he talks about some real issues that he's dealt with, uh, you know, mental health stuff. Yep. And he's, you know, like, these deep, dark places. And, you know, one of the things that he said about the change in camp was he came off a three-year layoff, had a couple, you know, tune-up fights, and then fought Wilder. He's like, imagine, he's like, I was like, imagine what I could do if I had full training, a good camp, you know, everything behind me. 
you know, and, and this is obviously showed what he could do. Yeah. No, now, he, he, he dominated him in a way that made me feel like, damn, if they fight again, it's the same. I think so. Uh, no, no. If they fight again, it's the same. The weird part is he said he figured out how to fight him the moment that he woke up like the yeah. Undertaker. Yeah, he and said um, <laughs> He said he realized he, sh he was trying to box him too much. He said, if I just try to knock him out, he's like. He had an E equals MC square <laughs> moment where yeah. it's just like aliens put this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they're interviewing Andre Ward walking through. And, you know, I will say the boxing, the uh, boxing press is way better than the MMA press. The, the sideline boxing press, like Radio Raheem and all those dudes that have their YouTube channels. Because they get a lot of really good content out of a lot of the, the the boxing people, and I forget who was interviewing Ward, and Ward said he goes he goes yeah he's like that he was no longer scared of what Deontay could do he felt it he figured it out realized it wasn't that bad yeah and he went in there with that confidence How and can then you be Deontay's got to be scared you died too already. Yeah. but Deontay's got to be scared too because he's like I hit him with my best shot and he just got up. And then kick my ass right but after. But it was yeah. a real WWE moment where he's <laughs> celebrating and blowing kisses and grinding yeah. and dancing. And then you turn around and, and there, there yeah, his is, face, yeah. the, that shot of his face when the, he looks over and sees that Fury is up, he's like, <laughs> the confusion on his face is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So the trainer did the right thing, throwing the talent because it could have been it could have been bad. Yes, he. I think he would. He really has to be happy that these people love him and and, and, and care for him yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. everybody's gonna say why'd you stop the fight i would i would be like why'd you stop it but when you watch it later you have to see like come on bro yeah. what are we supposed to do and then it's an embarrassing like bro he licked your neck like you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't know the last time a man licked your neck but when he licks your neck and it's both uh sexual assault that's a he too boxing is now entered he too but it's negated by the savageness of I wanted to taste, taste blood. his blood. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, my God. What's wrong with white people? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, you, you just make a deal with the devil, and he asks you to do some things, and you get to the, the pinnacle of the heavyweight. Right, oh. Tim? Oh, this was like an Illuminati thing? Possibly. <laughs> hey, you know, they, had to, they went to wherever they needed to go. But speaking of trainers that maybe know how to do the right thing, don't know how to do the right thing, have you guys been following this whole Fabia? Uh, I was just listening to the uh, interview. It was Luke Thomas interviewing him right today. Do you know who this guy is, Fabia? No, He's no. Uh, Diego Sanchez, trainer. new trainer. Mm -mm. Bro, He's a complete fraud. One hundred percent. It's his complete fraud as a trainer. Like he's uh, he's got no. I mean, he's got. I guess he's been involved with martial arts, but he's not like a never fought. Never trained a fighter. So all right. So, so it's like if I, if it's like, it's like if, you, it's like if I was just like yo, I'm no, a fighter. You have, it's, it's like if you uh, probably train more jujitsu than he's done grappling in his whole life. It's like you're um, the guy with Wallow or Gilly. Which one is Wallow. the Wallow? Wallow. It's like yeah. if Wallow became Tim Williams' trainer. Oh shit! Yeah, it's bad because Wallow knows you know he's trained kung fu he's, and stuff. He's he's, fa like, he's a fan of the martial arts. He's done some martial arts, but he doesn't have the pedigree. To train anybody. So how did this guy train someone? So apparently Diego was has been training at Jack at, at Jackson's camp for a while. So he was at Jackson's. He he basically built up Jackson's MMA, Jackson Wink, left them for a little while, was training in San Diego, came back. But you know, the the most famous 
early fighter they had was Diego Sanchez. He was on the, the only reason anybody went to Jackson's is because Diego came out of there. Right, you know but I mean? he was like, on he the first on the Ultimate map. Fighter TV yeah. show. Like he was a dude, and Diego's not particularly. So he's almost like a the Deontay Wilder of MMA, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like not particularly skilled. Is he like, oh man, he needs to do this. His shot's not great. His grappling's not great. His boxing's not great. But fuck, that dude had a will to win. Mm -hmm. Like if you could get and and package what that guy had from a willingness standpoint, is it run through that wall? Sure, coach, I'll fucking do whatever whatever you 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 need me to do. So apparently he was going. This is what, and I listened to Diego Sanchez say this. Yeah, he's going through some marital problems he's getting a divorce he's training at jackson's wink which is arguably one of the best top three five camps in the world to train they, john jones trains there they've produced multiple world champions so these guys have an idea of what they're doing and he says he's running on the treadmill at the gym and this guy just walks by and diego engages him in conversation he's like what do you do he goes i've never seen anybody walk he said like it was you. because he's the smoothest walking guy he ever saw. he's the smoothest walking guy i'd ever what? seen which should be a huge red flag most if, if people <laughs> that do athletics for a long time don't walk smoothly. Right. Yeah. Okay. And somehow this dude has convinced Diego that he's his manager, his therapist. Physical therapist. His physical therapist, his train. Like he does every, he goes, everybody that has some sort of professional degree, that's what I do. I'm his healer. I'm his trainer. I'm his spiritual guide. Um, he's a pimp. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, 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 exactly what he is. Yeah. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I don't think Adolf Hitler was a pimp. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, I listened to it, and I listened to uh, Diego. Did you hear the Luke Thomas interview? So I listened to about a half hour of that, and then I listened to a clip of them on Helwani's show. Because Diego gets on the phone. Yes, passes him the phone. And yeah. it sounds like a guy that's completely brainwashed. And the thing with Diego is, like, he's not, he's not an intelligent person. He's like, he, It seems like he's very easy to take advantage of, plus he's had a ton of head trauma. Oh man. So and I he's going through some personal issues. And he's going through like he's at like a low point in his life. So it's like a recipe for disaster for a, a manipulative character to like come into his life. So and, who exposed this this person? The, the everybody like anybody that listened to him in the corner was like, what the fuck? He's like, be like Tyson. You know, be the ghost. Like all just nonsense. He's like, get sticky with him. Get sticky. Like just things <laughs> that he was like, what the so no well, real advice. Right. None. And look, the language. We had talked about in corner language, like I love you, dude. I love you, dude, yeah. with uh, Dominic Reyes. Yeah. And we're like, wow, yeah. all right, shit. I can understand if you have a relationship with it. I love you, dude. You know, maybe we'll, yeah. but be sticky with it. Yeah. Try the Hadougan. Yeah, 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 right, right. <laughs> Get jiggy with it. Like, what the fuck? You know, so. I mean, Deontay Wilder's corner didn't have anything to tell him in this fight either. There was confusion. It was, you yeah, can't yeah, win. Yeah. yeah. They should have hit him with the rock. That's why he needs another trainer. Yeah. So this guy, Fabi, is now getting exposed and trying to go out on the offensive of attacking the MMA press and, like, trying to, like, he's trying to convince everybody in MMA that he knows he knows the right way. Everybody else is doing it wrong, and his way is the correct way. He's trained in um, Sistema, which is bullshit. Krav Maga, which is, like, a fitness class. It's not really, like, fighting. But he also, you know how you can tell when somebody is a complete fraud? is when they start saying that like some of the techniques that they teach are too deadly. Apparently. Or too dangerous. They told the he said, commission. They, they said there's a choke we're going to try that if he gets it on him, you need to stop it immediately because it, it's, it's so dangerous. It might kill the person if it gets applied. This guy said this to the athletic commission. Come on, man. 
Yeah. Like we're well, we're well past that. Like in the early days of the UFC, you had these rumors of guys like, yo, Dev Wade, this dude in Pensacola, man, does some shit. Like he levitates. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then they would bring a guy like that into the UFC and he'd get fucked up immediately. <laughs> you, you know? Yeah, that's I mean, that's a, the the simplest way to spot a fraud is anybody that says that stuff. Like says like, oh, this I would teach you this, but it's yeah. Too Look, I, I understand like at You certain, can't use this on anyone because it's gonna it could kill them. In a very mature sport, and the MMA's now I would say is decently mature. About twenty five years of it we have. Yeah. Right? Sure. Most fighters trend towards certain things, right? Like judges are you know, judges and trainers and and the athletes are moving in a certain way, applying chokes in a certain way doing takedowns in a certain way. I don't think, and I could be completely wrong, but I'd have to be unbelievably surprised if there are these groundbreaking techniques that we've never, ever seen before that are hidden somewhere in MMA. Like most of the stuff, there's yeah. tweaks, there's little changes, but I don't, I, I think we might be approaching peak performance from a technique standpoint in MMA. So we're at the singularity as far as this, as far as like like no. technology, like you can't. It's always going to keep getting better. It's just that. Incrementally better. It's not going to get, it's not going to go UFC 1 to UFC 50. So like better. what happened with the first UFC was people would realize like, oh, striking, all you have to do is grab the person and they're completely helpless. That was like one of the biggest sort of like eye-opening experiences for yeah. like anyone that was interested in fighting you would it's always like, oh, think gracie's on the ground and then he just put this guy that in was a triangle the, that was like the most revolutionary thing because until then everybody thought it was like karate kickboxing and boxing where like if you knew any of those you could right baddest man anybody. on the planet was the Tyson heavyweight Fury. champion yeah, yeah. but if a 160 pound guy grabs you and just throws you on the ground like you're completely helpless so since then then it was the next one was uh strikers learned how to sprawl sprawl and, and brawl. do jujitsu sprawl and brawl and they could stop a jiu-jitsu guy from taking him down and if a jiu-jitsu guy couldn't get a takedown you realize how helpless he was and then everybody just learned everything so now it's like now that everybody's doing everything there's no there's not going to be another eye-opening experience like that like there's not gonna be like oh you can you can make somebody pass out with like it's like actually all of the techniques you use with your hands you're really supposed to be using your feet or some weird <laughs> shit right right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah there's gonna be trends is like oh like now like uh submission guys are winning and strikers are there's always going to be trends like that like you'll see like you know strikers start sprawling and brawling more and then they start ignoring the submissions and then the submissions will come back into play like i think that'll always kind of go up and down ebbs and flows right but there's not going to be a just another revolution i mean unless they change the rules right and you know? where so if we look at ufc one compared to ufc 50 right with wow there's a lot of changes right there's a lot of rule changes but also a lot of technique changes then we go 50 to 100, the changes are a lot less. 100 to 150, the, the changes are even less and less. 150 to 2, 2, two to now coming up to 250. I think we're on like 248 or 249. You Incrementally, the changes from 200 to 249, you, you're like, I'm no, this, if you put UFC 200 on now, you'd be like, okay, this is a current UFC. If you put right. UFC number one on, you'd be like, wow, what the fuck are these guys I think doing? he yeah. said it exactly right is, Barring a rule change, rule ch like major rule changes, nothing to change. Because if all of a sudden you could submit somebody by like trying to pull their ears off, there'll be new moves, right? Right. Designed right. around yeah, that. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like if they made takedowns illegal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. could only get to the ground by knocking someone down. 
and jump right now. If they <laughs> added, <laughs> that would change a lot. So if they added the standing eight count or, right. or something, you know, like how does that change MMA? Right. Those those are the kinds of things. But wow. you know, I don't see a like the Gracies were this hidden technical idea in fighting that some people were aware of. Grappling was an effective fighting art, but most of the world was under the impression that if you could punch and kick. That's all you needed. Mm -hmm. And the well, Gracies came in and showed that's that. That's crazy because a dirty, a real world version of that would actually, I think that might take off. Like if Dara was like, instead of like, you you know, you grab limbs and stuff for arm bars. If you design stuff around, oh, he's got long hair. This is a long haired. <laughs> no, like, well, these are what a lot of the, these crazy, like a guy who's Diego Sanchez's trainer now will say to you. Right, like yeah, so we have these techniques that that nobody knows. Like one of his, I saw a video of his where he was showing. He's like, grab his throat and grab his balls. He's yes, like if you control his throat and his balls, you have total control on the ground. Yeah, 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 ball grab, throat yeah. grab. But you can't yeah. do that in the UFC. That's why, like, his yeah. techniques are too dangerous. But yeah, <laughs> telling the the athletic commission that they're working on a choke that's so devastating. Like, come on, dude, it would have happened already. Somebody would have been choked to death. You're not. You're not that guy. Yeah, it's fakered in Team Seal. Uh, was the Seal Team Six? They're not real. It's not. No, it's bullshit. It's not six G.I. Joe guys that just went on a secret mission and did anything. They didn't do anything. Basically. There is a SEAL Team 6, though. Yeah. Fake. They're in Coronado. <laughs> fake, fake, news. fake Fake news. <laughs> but now, yeah, so, now I'm confused. So, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, basically, they didn't this kill, dude's... They didn't kill Bin Laden. Bin yeah. Laden died, like, 10 yeah, years ago. Yeah, they're not, ago. like, a G.I. A Joe's a secret special mission force whose purpose is to defend human freedom against Cobra. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't do that. It's not. A, it's no X-Men team. What about Destro? But there is, a, there is, there are Navy SEALs. Yes, yeah, that's part school. And a team called SEAL Team 6. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but they're not G.I. Joe's. Yeah. They're not in a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you know, what people imagine is like these dudes that would probably like, if you fought a guy that was in uh, SEAL Team 6, right. he uh, would okay. come, you, you understand? Yeah. Right. He would. They're not superheroes. Right, right. Just do yeah, highly, come in the gym. highly trained and highly tooled up. Yeah, and a dude will come in the gym and still lose and get armbarred. Oh, right, right, right. right. But you give that guy a year of training, like fuck. No, a lot of those yeah. guys, a lot of the, a lot of the higher end military guys, tip of the spear, are trained. Yeah, yeah. But what what happens is, as a civilian to this, when we think about people that do martial arts, yeah, we really think of them as like some superhero level of knowledge right. until you get in there with people and realize like they do have these things that you don't know but it's not like they're not holding it back from you at least they shouldn't be that's right? what's yeah. so sad about the diego sanchez situation is that he's a a real fighter that's fought at the highest level that knows the reality of fighting i mean the only thing he, and he not still believes that there's this guy that has magic well, so people do it with religion all the time. Yeah. These right. people are scientists. But, the, you know, the, the, the meritocracy of fighting is amazing, right? Because you just know, like, all right, he, there's usually a winner or a loser. Occasionally there's a draw, right? We figured out that 10-10's a thing. Those guys, remember, yeah. those guys were wrong on 10-10. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that most people that fight have that idea it's like either i win or i lose and there's nothing mystical about it like i train hard i train with the right people i listen to the right things I, what i think is going on is maybe diego just needs to talk to his mom and dad more or something like if you're having fucking problems or issues like what the fuck dude you know? i mean isn't it the, still the bruce lee effect in a sense too i mean you could sell somebody on something but he's got to, he's in the ufc hall of fame but he's also i mean he's a crazy person yes like he's he's not He's not a normal guy at all. 
Do you think there's guys in the UFC that believe that Bruce Lee can really beat them in fights and stuff like that? There might be a I couple. I think Diego Sanchez might. But that's what I'm but saying. I, like, I mean, that's what I but mean. they're guys that aren't like on the normal spectrum level of uh, reality. You know what I mean? Like Diego Sanchez has always been crazy. Like just the way he acts before Yeah, this fights. is not surprising that he's involved with a Svengali type. Some... It would be weird if you saw like a GSP. But then again, GSP is kind of crazy. All fighters are kind of crazy. Right. You have it'd to be, be a just... little bit crazy to do it. But it'd be crazier if like John Jones was doing it. Like if he had access to the best trainers in the world and he chose to work with and, some and guy. John Paul Van Dyke. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and like, well, Anderson Silva had Seagal in his corner. Yeah, for a while, but that was but that a was goof. kind of a joke. That was a goof. I but I saw like Van Dam like showing somebody, somebody super famous, the Diaz brothers. I think he was showing them something. Was it them? I believe so. Yeah. Like, like, like teaching them moves and. But you was... can learn something about martial arts from anybody. Like Joe like, Rogan was teaching GSP how to guy, do the, uh, the Michael spinning Jai, back kick. Michael Jai White, you ever see him working with Kimbo? Yeah. Like you can like Michael Jai White is not a fighter, even though he claims to be, but. He's been training martial arts his whole life, so he can teach you something about a certain technique. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there, what's same the, thing what's with the, Van Dam. The surprising thing is that a fraudster was able to make his way to Diego, or somehow get to Diego Sanchez, right? Like that's the thing, because most of the time, most fraudsters are are exposed for being frauds, and real fighters, they're like, I don't, I don't want to. Oh, the other thing I, I remember, I think it was one of Diego's former coaches said. Um, as soon as he questioned Fabia, he was like, as soon as he asked, he's like, hey, man, like, what what are you guys doing over here? Like, because he saw them doing, like, some weird drill. Because they were working out at Jackson Wink with yeah. Fabia, yeah. Because yeah, they all used to be, like, Fabia was in the corner with the Jackson guys, and he's like, as soon as the one guy from Jackson's questioned the guy Fabia, he's like, the next day we were all fired. You know what I mean? It's like classic, like sort of cult behavior where it's like they make you get rid of your family, like you're not allowed to talk to anybody. And Luke Thomas asked him about, well, Hey, Diego, or asked Fabia, and then he put Diego on the phone, I think. He said, what about having one guy in the corner? And Diego's, it's all I need. Yeah. I just need this one guy. Maybe this dude does have mutant powers. Uh, because Maybe, because Diego the, said he rolled with him. And couldn't do anything with he him. He said he on got the caught in our bar, an ar on arm bar instantly. And he said as soon as he got, he's like, he could have snapped my arm. <laughs> what? Yeah. And, yo, Diego's a hell of a grappler, too, man, you know. Diego's oh, a really good grappler. Yeah. But this dude's also got a mutant idiot. power, bro, to project things into people's minds. <laughs> Doesn't Maybe. exist. In comic books, yes. Mutant power. Guys are super strong. Like yes. Teams? No, I'm saying he might have a uh, a manipulative power. That's what I was going to say. I mean, like, I mean, literally, like, pimp talk. Professor slick, slick X, pimp talk. he's in some, to get into a dude's mind like that is just, for a normal human being, right. is, is baffling. But, the, well... They don't. They can't do it to a normal human being. They can do it to people that are susceptible. To Compromised it. people that are compromised. You know when you watch things like a uh, like a McDojo life or whatever, mm -hmm. and they have so many videos, and these these martial arts places facilities are like churches. There's a ton of people in here watching a guy that's hitting a guy without hitting him, and he's falling out just like they do in church. They and wanna, all they these want people are going along with it. I mean, kids. They've got young kids, older people. Ten people involved in the performance, all worshiping this dude, and there's a crowd of people buying into it. Yeah, they know how to spot him. Yeah, you know. But th there's there's a large segment of the like you've you've trained the real thing. You've, you've been in real fighting. fights. You, yeah. You've watched fighting, so like it'd be much harder for that person to convince you of it. They would have to do it to you for someone. Right. Like if you, if you see those things, those are people that have never been in a fight. Yeah. They've only watched movies. They probably play a lot of video games and shit. You know, what I mean, they they live in like a 
right. almost like a fantasy, fantasy world. So they want to believe that there's magic. And when people like those kinds of people can smell out the people that want to believe in it. And, and maybe this guy smelled him out immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and for him, Diego found him. Right? Yeah. Diego just it was just like this all seems by accident. Mm. Right? Unless he was kind of circling the drain and just like, all right, I'm gonna get try to get around this guy and I'm sure he my was. Walk, I'm sure there was a see if my walk can interest him. Yeah. That's crazy. And then they're taking like, <laughs> you know, very like shirtless pictures together in a very you know, way where it's a little bit more than just a trainer. We're uh, not going to jump to conclusions. No, 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 no. But like a trainer, <laughs> a we trainer fighter relationship. <laughs> we right. know what's going on. So, speaking of, we all know what's going on, buddy. How was Austin, Texas? It was cool. Like it? Yeah, I liked it. It's a cool town. It's like, uh, it's kind of like dirty. Yes, but that's like the dirty, charm of it. But dirty and new. No, it was like a lot of the the restaurants and the. It looked like they were abandoned houses but the guy would be like oh that's a really nice restaurant really yeah but uh it looked like an abandoned house that was like all boarded up music capital yeah there's a lot of live music there's some good music there how um, about let's get to the real deal barbecue barbecue was good yeah. i didn't get to the there's a famous one there but every time i went by there was like crazy line was it outside yeah yeah i know what it is it's called franklin's yeah, it's supposed it to be is. the best brisket in the world i mean it tastes good, but uh, I mean, it? it's so yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, Austin, Texas has a uh, South by Southwest. Yeah. So yeah. you know we would have to go down there to do music stuff. So. Um. So I went to the place you t you told me about. I thought Cooper's. it was, and yeah, it was you didn't really have good. to wait. Yeah. No, it was and, really good. And the setup they have there, like all that, all the meats. I like places where you just you just order your food by the weight of it, and you just point like, and they this, just they cut it in front of you. They throw it on a tray. They just give you a piece of paper to eat it on. There's no plates. It was cool. Um. But a lot of a lot of dirty homeless people. Yes, a lot of smell of urine on the streets in in Austin. Um, yeah, see, I didn't see that because I'm there for usually like a big convention yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. So, um, but they have the scooters everywhere. Those Dude, you could just jump on them, right? You rent a scooter, jump on it, ride as far as you want, and you just leave it wherever you want. Just okay. like, and then take a picture of it, and then you rent another one. It's the best way to get around a city. Really? It's the, it's it's amazing. The state capitol is kind of neat there too. It's like on that little bit of a hill. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I went there. Um, it was cool. Um, I'm glad to be home though. That yeah. place is a weird place because they have some kind of rule too, like a no taxes for like musicians. Something weird, like it something is, strange, like, like this, that. The you see, it's, you see the sign everywhere. Keep Austin weird. Oh, it's for like, real? Yeah, it's like it's like a. You see a lot of like a lot of tech companies there. I think WeWork has a big office there and a bunch. Yeah, of it's like an that. interesting place. Um, because it's a combination of like there's a lot of business there. There's a I think it's the state capital. It is. It's a capital city, but it's also filled with like artists and weird people. And it's very, I think nudity is might be allowed too, or something. Because I had the, like like people that ride bikes, like women that ride bikes with their tits out. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Very very liberal, and Texas isn't known for being very liberal. Right. So. Yeah. So I'm it was glad cool you're to, back. We got an Airbnb. It was a. This huge parking garage that they had converted into apartments. Really? So like there was like, <laughs> there was like a ramp in like it would be like a ramp and then a flat place where your apartment would be, then another ramp. Oh, that's weird. Um, and when you would walk, at, so it would be like warm in the apartment and warm in the stairwell. And then you would open the door in the hallway. It was freezing because it was and it was really fucking cold, which was very disappointing. I bet. I had to go to and buy a jacket when I went there. Oh man, you? 
Yeah. I mean, and if you were <laughs> genetics, <laughs> <laughs> I still get, I'm still a human. I'm still, I'm still affected. Well, there's by, some uh, things he had to uh, offer up to the devil for Tyson Fury's victory. So yeah, I had to sacrifice my, my, <laughs> your warmth. ability. To, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you're back, buddy. We all missed you yesterday. Yeah. I was, when'd I you get back? I got back at like two, two or three All right. PM. Let's get into the questions. Dear Ninja Rob. And this is a six-part question. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who's this from? It says anonymous. I know who sent it, but oh, he great. signed it as anonymous. Uh, I want to get a painting done of a fighter. Do you have any recommendations of who I should call? Yes, Devin Wade. Devin Dem Wade. Devin Wade. All right, perfect. I know this listener is looking for a, a right, different right. answer. Yeah. Right? But. So it would be between Devin Wade. And Devin and, Wade. And T. Catalano. Yeah, I'd go with Devin Wade. So number two. A friend of mine wants to get cool murals done on the walls of his BJJ gym. Who do you guys recommend? Devin Wade. Devin Wade. Yeah. Would you no no T Catalano on that one? Close second. Close second. All right. I don't do murals. Okay. Right. Yeah, if you so need a mural, if you need get, a mural, uh, T Catalano. Talk to T. All right. Third question: How many geese are you packing for your Brazil trip, Tim? Um. Five. Five geese. Five geese. I'm packing two. And we're gonna find a washing machine somewhere. Good for you. Yeah, and a bunch. Are we, of are we only? Is there gonna be no gi training? I have no idea. We'll figure it out. We'll bring both. I think it's shirtless. I'll bring. <laughs> I'll bring uh, three geese and three no geese. All right. Yeah, the no geese pack easy. That's great. Yeah. The geese are the problem. Fourth question of this six-parter: Is Kenny Florian related to Florianopolis in some way? Not that I'm aware of, Tim. Yes, he is. He is. Okay, he's great. the uh, he's the Florian. Was actually named Florianopolis was named after Kenny Florian, um, when he was he was one of the first Americans to uh, I think like submit a uh, black belt in competition. Um, that's well, why. So the Brazilians that all sounds like bullshit. That. Well, the Brazilians recognize that, and um, they named their city, the beach town, after him. All right. Hey, a lot of people don't know that, but it's a history. One hundred percent true. <laughs> White history. <Yep. laughs> Uh, is Kenny Florian going on the Brazil trip? Yes. He is. He will be there. He's, it's uh, Actually, the week we're there is the week where they celebrate his win over that black belt in competition. So, and, oh, uh, so they're giving him a key to the island? He already has it. Okay. Um, but this is when he comes. He's going to be unlocking it's the like, lock. Well, they, do like a, they do a sacrifice like with King Kong. Like they, <laughs> they, bring out, uh, they bring out women, and Kenny Florian kills them. And he's <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Number six. And this will be the last part of this uh, email. Why did Big Timmy travel to Austin? Signed anonymous. Um, it was my wife's birthday. Nicolette? Nicolette's birthday. Happy birthday, Nicolette. So she was down there for work. Um, and her birthday was... So the, the Airbnb was a business expense? Nice. I don't even know who paid for it. Hey, she, man, she might whatever. Have paid for it. Gonna, the whole trip was a, was a business expense. Did they cover your food too? No, no. I mean, no. The, it was a hellfish business expense. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were uh, training. Nice doing a uh, business research. I saw a like uh, a, a fritter. Yeah, I went thing. to Voodoo Donuts. How how was that? Voodoo Donuts is really good. Um, the fritter was good. The best they they made one called the um, the Memphis Mafia. So it's like a fritter, but it's got it's covered in like chocolate sauce and peanut butter sauce, and then Sounds chocolate awesome. chips, and peanut butter chips. Fuck, that I was love really peanut good. Butter. Um, but the fritter 
in the review was it was a much lighter area fritter. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Which was good. So it was it was very good, like nice chew. Um, but I like the density of the Wawa fritter. So. Wawa fritter sucks. <laughs> All right, moving on. Marco and Tim, as always, thanks for the podcast. It is the best podcast in the history of the world. Man knows what he's talking about. Complex question. I don't think it's been asked. The question is about the heel hook in the gi. Some schools have no problem with it. Some schools call it dirty and are having none of it. We all know it's illegal in most, if not all, tournaments. He didn't put this, but I'm going to add this with the gi. I have mixed feelings. I've heel hooked people in the gi, and they have gotten downright emotional. Like to hear your thoughts. And also, I know I'm way late on this, but no way Tupac is overrated. Man, he really lost steam in this question as it went to the end there. Greg Capello, Ken Brock, Purple Belt. So, I know in your school, heel hooking in the gi is an acceptable submission. Yeah, we don't do it much, but it is acceptable. You can do it. It's just, it's uh, if you're a heel hook guy, it's unrealistic to train it in the gi because it it's so tight because the person's, there's no fr like slipperiness. Right. So you, the person can't slip out of it. So if you get really good at heel hooks with the gi on, you'll be very upset when you try it without a gi. Right. But- it's definitely like you can do it. I think you should be ready for your clothing and your belt level shouldn't determine what submissions you know and have to look out for. So I agree with you on that. I, it's still in my school. We don't heel hook with the gi. Part of it is the, 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 that same idea where it's not as slippery. Escaping is way harder. And a lot of times people are just pretty reckless with throwing the, the, the heel hook on. So part of it is safety. I think the issue that he may have run up against is he's training with somebody that doesn't know the rules at that school. And if the rules of the school say that heel hooks are legal, then there's no way that that guy should get emotional or butthurt. Right. If what's, the, the, what's the issue with the move, period? What is the issue? There's no real issue with the move at all. Mm -hmm. Just kind of just like with anything. It's like, why don't we slam each other? Sometimes we think it's because of safety. Well, heel hooks... At a, for a long time, leg locks in general were kind of looked down upon by Un, unsafe and dirty moves. Like it's, they're they're kind of easy to get to, so it was like a cheap trick kind of. They were looked at it like that. Right. Um, with a gi on, there's no like without a gi, you go for leg locks. It's fairly easy to like slip out of them. With a gi on, it's very it's almost impossible to slip out because there's, there's so much friction with your legs and the and the gi pants. So if you get, if you get caught in a heel hook without a gi on, you can scramble and move, and there's a chance, a good chance, you'll slip it out. Without a with a gi on, if you were to try to escape, you might just like make it worse. I don't really think that heel hooks are that unsafe. I think takedowns are way more dangerous than heel hooks. Agreed, agreed. Agree. But yeah. um, I just think as long as people understand how to, uh, all submissions should be applied with control. They shouldn't be like trying to rip people off in training right but off. but then the issue becomes if the guy trains gi and no gi and he's trying to use the same level of escaping from right. no gi and the gi he's he's like oh i can't get out this way and then the friction of you're talking about the pants he hurts himself not mm. not realizing yeah. so look and if I, you it's an opinion if yeah. i decide next week like you know what we'll start heel hooking with the gi too that's fine that's how people like beat me the most heel hooks yes yeah but not with the gi because they're they're not, they're not doing them without the gi. Yeah. Well, heel hooks are like if well you, they shouldn't be heel hooking you with the gi on. Okay. 
Unless you're not aware of the difference between a heel hook, foot lock, toe hold, uh, and a knee bar. Yeah. Right? So there's Hold the on now. Which one is the one that the guy does a million times in a row and he can't? I can't stop him? Zach. Yes. Heel hook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he, 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 not he, him. He, not him. No, okay. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he wouldn't do that with the gi because he doesn't wear no, a gi. No, no, no. Right. But anyway, so I think it's just an opinion. And if anybody gets their feelings hurt, they just weren't aware enough of the rules. Like, if you're new somewhere, ask. Because... Not every school, like at, at our school, no gi, everybody, if you're in a mixed level class, yeah, you could do heel hooks, like you're saying, Tim, put, do them with control. Because we're not trying to make you the best beginner, we're trying to make you the best guy, period. And getting the full breadth of the uh, of the submissions is really important as safely as possible. And I think it's, I think no gi, heel hooking is way safer than gi heel hooking. That's my, but my opinion can change if there's new data that comes out on that. Mm. Going back to Tupac. He's still overrated. He's still dead. He's not in New Mexico anywhere. Anybody else want to counter that argument? Not a counter. I yeah. I second it. We all hate I don't Tupac. Wa- no, no. <laughs> no, we don't hate Tupac. Well, we don't really like Tupac. We don't love Tupac. Mm. Rest yeah. in peace to that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's just we not. We hate his music. He's just, his music is not what they say it is. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's uh, overrated. He's not. He's right. He's a like Kobe Bryant is that guy that everybody could say is one of the best basketball players of all time. Yes. Was that he, dead anonymous? or alive? What's that? Was that anonymous? Uh, the last, then which one? The Tupac. One. Oh, it was Greg Capella. Greg Capella. Yeah. So you, I, Tupac, dead or alive, is not one of the greatest rappers of all time. Sorry. Right. To Tupac and his people. So, dear Ninja Rob, this is the last question. What type of gi do you recommend for training and what do you recommend for competition and why? Specifically differences between single weave, double weave, gold weave, and pearl weave. Also, is there a brand you prefer? Feel free to do some research before reading on the air unless you guys happen to know this stuff off of the tops of your head. Signed, in gi limbo. I have particular brands that I like, but I don't know anything about the differences. I don't know what the weaves are. Yeah, the weaves are. I, the, what I used to not like was ripstop pants because they were super thin, but now I have, I have a new gi that I just picked up yesterday. I think it's an inverted gear. that the It's a ripstop pant, and the pants are awesome. I guess I do know like a double weave is thicker. Heavier, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So I know that, but I don't know what the gold and pearl and... Yeah, and there's all kinds is. of stuff. Yeah, I, I think whatever gi fits you the best and you like the most, I don't... They're, I don't really care. I like the, um, my favorite geese are uh, Fuji because they're like affordable, fit the best. Yes. Um, and they last a good amount of time. Now, how like much, what's your gi budget? Like if you were, what's the top amount of money you'd spend on a gi? Depends. I mean, I I bought like a $250 that's uh, Tama gi once. It was, I loved it. Is that, that's nuts? I think so. I saw these Marvel geese, man. It got like yeah. comic books on the inside. Like, no, no, but like so, for me, like oh, I'm yeah. not spending two fifty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, in general, I wouldn't. But if there was a gi that I really wanted, I mean, I would pay. I really, you know what I really wanted, and I'm, gl- I'm, I'm, Krugans. I'm, no, 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 <laughs> I hated the Krugans. Was that that uh, limited edition Elio Gracie anniversary gi that the Gracie Academy put out? Like I thought that would have been a, a cool. How much gi. was it? I forget. I just was like, ah, oh, I was just being lazy and, and didn't pick it up. I bought. The show your role autism gi because the money part of the money went to support uh, autism research mm-hmm. so I can definitely get behind that I think I paid hundred and eighty dollars but my top amount of money that I would spend for a gi is you know about one twenty to one forty yeah it's like it shouldn't be more than 
yeah, one one fifty is like the limit for your average gi, unless there's something that's like, oh my god, it looks well, so there, cool. Well, these gis like Bill Bell's really into the um, show the show you rolls. rolls, and they do man, they've they've flipped that whole game upside down where they do drops and dudes are buying gis and turning around and like so you you what get do you mean? drops. They're doing mm-hmm. drops. They're like limited, limited edition, edition. three hundred oh. of them. Boom, and then they go out and they turn around. And they could sell them for triple, quadruple what they bought them for. There's a gi now that I think they're they're saying might on the secondary market might be worth two grand. Because it's show your roll. Yeah, show your roll. It's got some sort of uh, artist. Do yeah, Bill Bell. I think Matt McCabe has one. These dudes, you know, um, they wait in line, not in line, but on, online to get them. I like corral geese. They're cool. I had one corral. It was probably my favorite gi of yeah, all time. I really like the corral, and then also I just got a flow, a flow kimono. F L O W F L O W and it's uh it got an A three long because I'm I have a strange body type like I'm, I have a long torso and shorter legs. Anybody that's seen you knows that. <laughs> so, um, the A three long, if I get an A four, it's usually like too baggy. Okay. And long, but A three is often too tight and short. So the A three long is like a perfect. I like the, I like the Venom geese because they're very similar to Vulcan. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple Venoms. I never liked Vulcan. I was yeah. I, I didn't like the fit of them. Not Vulcan. Venom is like um, Corral. Oh, okay. Like it, it reminds me of Corral. Yeah. So that's why, you know, so I have one. And I have an Atama. I, I've given away, at one point, I had 15 geese. It was fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Just started just handing them out to people. I, was, I need to get I have too many fucking geese. I think now I have like three or four. I just picked up the inverted gear, which I like a lot. It's a black, re- really sharp looking blackie. It was, I wound up paying 100 I bought it from Matt Richmond. He, mm. he thought he could wear an A2. It looked like a sausage casing in that thing, man. It's just, ter- just terrible. Uh, so I bought that from him yesterday, and I'm getting some geese made to see how they hold up. They'll be like brand- branded plug for the school if anybody wants to buy geese. We're supposed to be able to get kids sizes, so okay. nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I so Venom right now, Vulcan. I have a bad boy gee that's kind of cool. I think I paid eighty bucks for it. But if I'm spending more than a hundred or thirty or hundred and forty bucks on a gee, it has to be something really special. So. If you want to get the Marvel gi, it's like Punisher gi. But the thing about it is, like, it looks cool. You have to like open it up, like, to see. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a plain black gi. But yeah. when you open it, it's like comic pages. Yeah, yeah. Cool. that's neat. Yeah, if it, yeah, and especially if you're into that, go yeah. for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I got the. I spent the fucking two hundred fifty bucks on the Atama, and then I was leaving my gym, and I threw it on on the roof of my car when I drove away. And then uh, the next day, I went to get it out to. Um, to like wash it and everything wasn't there wasn't there and then was as the i the drove back to the school and the pants and the belt were in the middle of the street but the top was nowhere to be found <laughs> some dude somewhere is wearing your like, the only thing i can think is maybe it got like trapped in a tire like of a truck a, a car or something. got yeah. like, picked up and took it 100 miles away well, at least your belt and your, your pants were yeah. safe yeah. yeah all right folks well there you go another Wasn't episode there a parenting of- thing you wanted to nah we'll out? get into that later we'll get in i had an issue today my wife did. We got we there's we'll get into it next week. All right. Peace. Tim and I would like to thank our sound engineer and studio owner, Devin Wade, for always doing a great job with, with the sound, but also the beautiful facility that we get to use here at SFX Studios. 
We'd also like to thank Eddie Lynn, who takes and donates his time to the podcast to do all the, um, the video editing and everything you see on our social media. So really appreciate that from Eddie Lynn. And we'd also like to thank our friend Ralphie Darden, a.k.a. DJ Major Taylor, who gave us uh, the original music that we use. So uh, you're welcome, Tim. For and almost me. just as importantly as everybody else that he mentioned, we would like to thank all of our listeners that submitted questions. This is the Ninja Rob Podcast with Marco Perazzo and Tim Carpenter. The podcast for the true martial artist. Thank you.